Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday evening. Uh, this is the LFC Day Trippers. This is Gav, Kev, Keith and Shawnee. Um, loads and loads and loads to talk about. I'm a bit distracted here. I'm trying to um, pour a point, to be honest with you. Um, but loads has happened this weekend. Loads and loads of stuff. Liverpool have won. The Everton are going down. Um, and loads of stuff in between. Kev, how are you? I'm really good, yeah. Really yeah. good. Good form. Just feels like, is yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Just ask them. Somebody to say different? No. No. Apparently, I, I, someone said I was a bit of a hump yesterday, but... Yeah, no, there, was a, there was awful stuff going on yesterday. They said you and Chris were two miserable fuckers um, that uh, were so excited, just were talking over each other all the time. And then um, we were brilliant. And if you have, don't ever have the nerve again to say anything negative about Liverpool when they win a game. Basically, that was it. Other than that, you're sad. okay. Sound. Yeah, good stuff, Sound. good stuff. Get used to it, Kev. Listen, it's your first time being absolutely dragged through um, the mud there yesterday. Um, it'll happen uh, again, so um, I hope no, you enjoy I hope it. so. Uh, I did. Shani, um, quadruple is on. Um, there's actually no doubt about it now that we're going to win it, in my opinion. But um, are you in good form? Yeah, yeah, great form. Um, I really enjoyed the football today, I have to say. Um I felt like I don't know. I was. I felt like I was like fifteen again, sitting at home watching soccer Saturday with me elfly. <laughs> we just sat there all day watching all the games day, and it was just brilliant. There was goals flying in everywhere. So, like, it's just mad that like the season is already this frantic and March like like cr- it's crunch time now already. Fucking yeah. brilliant. Ten games left. Come Wednesday night, we'll all have the same amount of games left. Nine left, I think. And there'll be no kind of, oh, game in hand here, game in hand there. We'll all have the same amount of games come towards the night. Us and City, anyway. The rest of them can fuck themselves. Yeah. I don't care. But us and City will have the same amount of games come Wednesday night and we'll see exactly where we are. Keith, um, a lovely weekend of football. Loads has happened. We're going to try to get through as much of it as we possibly can. Um, we're going to talk about Liverpool. We're going to talk about Salah. We're going to talk about Luis Diaz, Everton, um, the bottom three the top four and anything else that comes in on the chat as well but how are you keith most important i'm great i'm great gav yeah i'm great listening to a lot of elton john today a lot oh. of elton john right yeah. well, what's what's your favorite elton John song? that's why they call it the blues yes yeah. time on my hands will be time spent with you everything to do with the blues i'm yeah. all into the blues at the moment okay. gav. or blues or blues the blues, the blues are the blues, either right. or the okay. blues. So, you know, I'd, I went through a lot of uh, Eric Clapton blues stuff as well, and yeah. some Doors blues. Any iPhone 65? Blue was the colour. Any iPhone 65? 
Well, that could be next. That mm-hmm. could be next. I was more, yeah, more the old. What about the, bl- the, the boys? The boy band Blue is not getting a look in now. Oh, oh no, he's trying to be uh, massive. No, he's battering the walks here. That's your bedtime. That's your bedtime listening. Singing, but I'm tell you what, all Roy, all Roy's is that's the one I'm like, thinking. Yeah, it's, it's a banger, yeah, yeah. Got to be that's a black belt in karaoke sort of territory. You're looking <laughs> at there, oh, yeah, yeah it's fucking it's our Yukon on Street Fighter, isn't it? It is, um, Roy's up, yeah, it really yeah. is. Um, less my case, but keep drawing good for me. Listen to the blues. Um, <laughs> I see what you did. Yeah. Do you like that, Shawnee? Do you you're like that? You're listening to the blues, you're listening to the blues, and um, it's all happening. It's stuff. all go, it's all go. It's a great weekend. Shawnee touched on it there. It's it's been a cracker, you know. Sunday, all the matches on today was a bit weird, um, but so much action happened in it today, and the fact that we could sit back and watch it with their you know, really giving a shiny shite about what went on. Everything was just a bonus. It, it worked out brilliant, yeah. Great yeah. day. Good stuff. Right. Kev and Chris covered it yesterday after the game um, for 25, 40 minutes. They've done a really, really good job, despite what you fuckers in the comments said. Um, they covered it in detail. They went through the whole game. But I want to go I want to go back on it a little bit. I want to touch on the result itself, the performance, a couple of players, what it means, and... Then we'll get on to what we'll probably look forward to Arsenal. We'll, we'll do other bits as we got, right? But, Shani, I'll come to you first because um, one thing that struck me on yesterday, you know, it's a 2 0 win. I was delighted with it because it wasn't champagne football. It was, it was a performance where we were in control. We took a good chance. We got another chance and we took it again. We missed a few. I thought we were a little bit wasteful in front of goal. We showed them it. One or two sighters near the end, but nothing major to worry about. But to me, that was as close to perfect at this time of the season that you want to see in the aspects of how we won the game. Were you happy with it yesterday? Because I, I was delighted with it, especially at this time of the season with 10 to go. Yeah, I, I think it's the best we've played in a, in a couple of weeks now. I think that was the best um, performance, performance-wise in terms of being completely comfortable throughout. I think they had 10, 15 minutes at the start, which they will do, because that's kind of the way Brighton set up. Um, but after that, I didn't feel like they really... Alisson makes a few saves, but... Makes one like you hands. said, that I think it's it's the closest to the 1920 Liverpool we've seen for a while, where it just looked like, we're going to turn up here, we'll apply ourselves, we'll get the three points, and we move on. And... We seem to be firing at the moment in terms of results and we we had the performance to back it up yesterday. There was a few standouts. I thought I thought we were good. I thought we were more than good. I thought we, we limited them. And they seem to um we seem to knock the fight out of them a little bit. Uh with the goal, the first goal. Yeah, I think I think we did. I think you're right. I think they were always gonna come out and have a go. Um, me going into it, I was a little bit worried. I was when I looked at Brighton's form, I wasn't worried, but it's an away game at half 12. And listen, it's probably a myth. We've probably won fucking 15 games at half 12 in a row, but it's just a thing in your head. It's a bit like you know, Palace as, away, yeah, it's exactly it's a little bit like you know, when Liverpool are going for the title in 1920 and they've literally won it on Boxing Day and you're still thinking because you've, you've watched Liverpool in the mid-90s, late-90s, that they'll fuck it up. It's just in you. That's all it is, right? 
I was a little bit worried, but not over their form. But, I, you know, having watched the game at Anfield between the two of us, I thought it was probably one of the best performance for 50 minutes against us I've seen this season. Brighton. Um, the last 10 minutes of the first half and the second half at Anfield by Brighton was one of the best performances I've seen against us this season. The way they moved the ball, the way they got players into the game, they made they made chances. They should have won the game at Anfield, in my opinion, right? But going into it, they were in a, a bad bit of form. Um, I think they're, I think they're playing players that need a rest and they just haven't got the bodies to, to give them that rest. Um, but going into it a little bit nervous, but I did think we'd win. And Keith, they do have that goal for 15 minutes. But Liverpool always, for me, look in control of that. They, and it's not like it was a mad game where Liverpool had five chances and they had three and you're kind of going, we're edging this. Liverpool just looked like they went in and goes, we have a job to do, we're going to fucking do it and we're going to walk out of here unscathed. And that's kind of the way it went. And that's why I'm so happy over it. Yeah, I think it was very controlled. It was very controlled. It was, I know, like you used to have said it sort of constantly about how impressed were with Brighton in the game at Anfield, even though Liverpool were excellent up to a point and then fell first off the cliff that game. First 30 Liverpool's probably best 30 yeah. minutes of the season up until yeah. then. And then Brighton the, the disallowed goal then Brighton come back into it. So there's that sort of scar, scar tissue that I think you have as well. And we haven't won the last three against them, you know, so that they're not a bad, they're not a bad team, Brighton. But I just think it, it was a chance to, to put down a marker really and, and show where we are because, I think every every game now we're looking nearly with trepidation and we're looking at reasons to not doubt Liverpool but to to maybe think well this game is gonna be a difficult one, this game will be harder. And we're in a lovely little rhythm. Do you know what I mean? We're in a nice little all right, we get beaten by Inter Milan during night, but in the league, what we're starting to hit the form at the right time and well Brighton could have posed a threat at home. They're not in the best form. You've touched on that. Potter's a good coach and he likes to try things different. And I think that's what can catch us out sometimes. And um, I just felt we controlled it and, and handled it very well. I thought it was it was an excellent performance. And we're seeing, you know, we'll talk about individuals as, as the show goes on, but we're seeing players coming in and, and stepping up when they're needed. And it was just an, an excellent all-round performance. Kev, I keep touching on it, but... Mm. At this time of the season, with ten with ten to go, you know we seen in thirteen fourteen. I, I I'll go back to thirteen fourteen where with ten to go we were like just fucking winning three one or, or four two or you know it was fucking six three and it was it was madness yeah. you know and there was always something in the back of your head where you went how long can this madness go on for until something goes wrong? Now in fairness, it doesn't go wrong in a mad in a madness game. You know it's Chelsea at home and it's not a madness game. But yesterday. All in all, Kev, you're looking at it and you're saying to yourself, there was no madness there. It was, it was very controlled. It was, they done their job. They used the squad really well again in the starting 11 and the subs they bring on. And it's just, it's routine. You, this is the start of the season yeah. where you start going, oh, they had to scrape them on there 2 1. Or you could see it on Monday night City scrape one. But it's so routine. And the, the routine of it all is, is is the one thing like you mentioned the last week about clean sheets? That's sixteen, I think, in the league now this season. Yeah. Um. But but how routine it is, I think, is the most impressive bit of it. Regardless of the regardless of if anyone was outstanding or not, Kev, to have routine wins like this at this stage of the season, I think, is huge. Is huge. It is important, but um, I mean, yesterday was one of the rare games in a Premier League season that we had less of the ball. Brighton, uh, we had forty seven percent 
uh, possession. Yeah. Uh, Brighton had 52 or 3. We created more chances. Uh, the only problem that I had with yesterday was the decision-making in the final third was appalling at times. Uh, and it was the same at Inter. And it's been creeping in over the last few games. The, um, just the final pass, the final, just making the wrong decisions at the wrong times. Against Inter, cost us a win, but maybe it papered over a few cracks that needed to be exposed. Yesterday, again, just a few simple passes would have made that game a lot more comfortable and probably would have run out four, three or four easy. Uh, Brighton had one good chance at the start. uh, Trossard had a really good chance that he skied and Alisson was forced into one save late on. But other than that, defensively, we were solid. Midfield was very good. It was just a decision-making in the final third was was poor. And there's no point saying it was when it wasn't. It, it was like. Um, and against a better side with a, a more of a threat going the other way, going deeper into the final third of the season, that could cost us. So they, they need to nip this on the bud and sort out what's going on with Salah having seven shots, eight shots yesterday and only having one on target. The one that he scuffed was a really poor effort. The one that Diaz laid across for yeah, him. Yeah, and I, I have a thing about was, I know. have a thing about Salah when the ball's played across him like that. I think he's poor. I yeah, genuinely he, he think just scuffed from, it. Yeah, I think I actually think if he takes a touch and comes inside and hits it with his left, he scores. Yeah. First time ball coming from the from air left to Salah rolling or anything like that. I don't think he hits them well. I genuinely yeah. I've seen him score goals when I hit them well. West Ham at home. He did he did last in week. 19 20. He genuinely you see you know it I think actually a majority of the time he doesn't hit them well. And I don't know what it is about him. I, think, I don't know whether he tries he, he gets caught in between placing it and hitting hard and it just does neither. Um but yeah. you know Ali that was, my only complaint. that was my only complaint about yesterday is the decision-making in the final third. Everything else was fine. I thought some of the build-up play was really good. The shape we were in controlled the game. Uh, it never allowed Brighton to have re- really much in it. But there's just some things in the final third that has to be addressed. Yeah, and, and look, Ali A says there that Klopp was, was annoyed at, at Diaz and Salah at times for, for their passing and their decision-making, I suppose. So, Kvinder says, come on, guys, 300 the chat, hit the like button for the lads. Listen, we can't make you hit that like button and we can't make you subscribe and we can't make you share and we, we can't even make you comment. If you want to do it, do it. If you don't, there's fuck all we can do about it. But um, see how you get on. Um, Shawnee, they have a good 10 minutes, as you said. Does, they've one chance I think in that 10 minutes and then we score and all the talk is over the Diaz stuff and the goalkeeper and I'm going to get on to that now but uh, two questions for you then sorry yeah two how good a ball is it by Matip one and how in the name of fuck is that goalkeeper still on the pitch after the goal goes in because you said something to me earlier where you went, Gav, I'm watching the football today and I'm genuinely giving up as to trying to find a reason behind these fuckers. But I don't care if that ball goes in the next, Shani. That guy should be off the pitch, regardless. But in fairness to Diaz, he puts his head in, he knows what's coming and he still puts his head in and puts his 1-0 up. And it's a great time to score off 17 minutes, I think. Um, but so loads of questions, Shani. Go on, answer them. I'm just going to have a drink. The pass of Matip is, is brilliant, but that's that's what he that's what he gives you, isn't it, Matip? Um, yeah. 
I think he's been absolutely brilliant this season, to be honest with you. And I think if I look at player of the year, that's not Mo Salah. Um, it's going to be John Matip. Well, it is for me anyway. And it's a brilliant person. I, I went watching the game live, I was thinking he kind of missed his opportunity to play the pass because you can see Diaz is ready to go. But he still times it perfectly and puts it into the space where you can't really defend it. And the term that the boys were using on BT yesterday, be as brave as a lion, which he is. And he does enough. But the decision, guy, I don't know. I just, I've kind of, I'm just, I'm just kind of accepted for what it is now in terms of this game in the Premier League because it's just scattered one to me, it seems. Like, the worst part about it was rival pundits and then they were discussing it on BT, the goal show afterwards I was listening to and Chris and the likes were on and you were saying, you can't give a goal and a red card. Well, why can't you give a goal and a red card? Because it was a goal anyway and it's serious foul play. Yeah. It's not double jeopardy just because we scored. If it didn't go in, would it have been a penalty and a yellow card? It doesn't make sense. Like, that, I, if, the, if he heads that ball wide... Right. It's a penalty on a red. It's a penalty on a red. Because no, it's it's not it's not about double jeopardy. It's, it's a not penalty about... on a yellow because they do the double jeopardy now, don't they? Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, so, Johnny, if you're tackling for the ball, I think they might. But that I, I don't, don't think, I don't see that as a serious foul play. I just don't understand how it goes unpunished because we scored. Yeah, that's what I don't get. Yeah, and there's just so many things I've seen today where I'm just thinking like. These are getting worse, and it's and it's not it's not a fan thing like we're being on the back. It's actually getting worse. Bar has only exposed them. Um, I remember the amount of debates we had about Bar during the lockdown and stuff like that. And but it's clear to see now it's got absolutely nothing to do with the technology. It's just the fucking idiots in charge of it. Exactly. Hundred um, percent. They're completely incompetent. People were saying that today. Like that wasn't. I'm going off track, but. That's not a penalty against Leicester today. If you play football, yeah, you know that's not a tip job. You can't do anything else. So you want to going in to block the ball. If you play football, you know that's a natural thing to do. I know the rule is if your hand is up, but it's bullshit. The ball doesn't even change track. I don't get it anymore. I've, just, I've given up trying to make sense. Then the shallow one where he's pulling one down. Jacques had done the exact same thing at the Emirates. Penalty to fucking City. How is that not a penalty today? Yeah. The, the, the handball against Rodri. How isn't like it, none of it makes sense, Gav? And it's starting to really, really stink now. And I'm not, I'm not saying corruption, just pure. It's an aptitude, is what it is. That needs to be an interjection there by somebody. They need to appoint an independent bar to do VAR or something. That are completely well, they, different. They, they probably need to break the contract with the PGMOL. Yeah, not so even that, they bring... just need to win. But they just, they, they just, they just make up their the, own body. The fact, the, the fact today that he was a cute mate and uh, has a horror show in the, the Newcastle game, right? That's that was cute, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the fella who was telling him that it's not clear and obvious is the fella who will be as far to fish for two weeks down the line. A lot of it's better, yeah, it's yeah. it's it doesn't make sense, like. It's self-interest for the referee. The woman Chalabit, the woman Chalabit today, the woman Chalabit today, the ref doesn't give the penalty. Is it? It is a clear and obvious mistake. But Gab, yeah. we're getting away. These are just fouls. Like Diaz could have been seriously injured yesterday. Yeah. 
Well, that's the, the team. If, 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 who was the shoe? Was it Papa? Yeah, Schumacher. Carol Schumacher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Schumacher. Cream Patrick Battiston. Yeah, it's not like it's not good enough. It's not fucking good enough. It's bad enough that these players are playing eight games in two weeks, three weeks. They're not getting any protection from the referees. It's ridiculous. How can you look at that and say that that like, you could have fucking killed them? Well, the thing the thing about it is is that if the argument is there that oh look if if he heads that wide it's a free kick or a penalty depending on whether it's in or outside it shouldn't matter no 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 no, 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 that's what I'm getting to Uh, I think he's outside the box isn't he when he heads it right that argument that oh if he heads that wide um, it's a foul and and possibly yellow is complete bollocks right that's what the referee should have done there was when he heads that and the keeper is not making an attempt to play the ball. Let, let's be honest. He goes high in the air with his legs up to try block something. He's not making an attempt at the ball because he's nowhere near the ball. It, the ball is past him before he's just as he's jumping, right? It's serious foul play, right? When he heads that, the referee should put up his hand for advantage as the ball rolls into the net. And when it rolls into the net, you go, that's the advantage. Now I have to look at this foul, right? And... Over to the screen, look at the foul and go, this guy's foot, shin, is more or less, not head height, it's shoulder height, we call it, because um, Diaz dips a little bit, obviously the head. It's serious foul play, and the double jeopardy thing goes out the window. Double jeopardy only happens if if you make a genuine attempt at the ball, okay, and you don't get it, and your last man, and, you know, it's a yellow card. You've seen it Burnley yesterday. Burnley have a man sent off because he doesn't make a genuine attempt for the ball. He just throws his leg across your man. He literally takes uh, Ivan Tony out and he gets a red card. Um, that other little banker was refereeing that game. Um, but but the thing is, the double jeopardy thing and oh, if this happened, there's no if about it. You look at what happened and you say, he's headed it in the goal and he's absolutely being cleaned out. He's absolutely being cleaned out. I'll put it to this way. If a ball comes into the box, and say for instance, Liverpool have a corner, and the ball comes into the box, and Van Dijk goes to head it, and a defender comes in, shin at shoulder height, and absolutely nearly decapitates John Matip. You can be guaranteed that ball goes in the net, that guy is red carded. Absolutely red carded. Because what they do is, while they're checking that goal for... Did the ball go out of play when it was being swung in? Is there any pushing? Is there anything? No, the, the goal's absolutely fine. But hold on, there's a fella over here shinning a fella in the bleeding face. It's serious foul play. And you're off. Yeah, well, they coined it. They said the president guy with Van Dijk, like, Pickford using his legs as a pogo stick. Like, yeah. it wasn't a foul because he's offside. So, yeah. he wasn't sent off because Van Dijk was offside. But the tackle that followed, they got the ball was dead, so it doesn't count. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but they but came out and said they made a ball to that, didn't they? Yeah, Michael Oliver like, came out and said he should have sent them off. So it's not. Going on it, it's just doesn't add up for Klopp me. Klopp the Mystic says Mane gets sent off for the same thing against Ederson. Untrue. Sanio Mane is trying to control the ball yeah. and catches Ederson. What this keeper does yesterday is he comes out, he jumps in the air when the ball is by him. The ball yeah, goes raises by him his knee and his, the ball knee and his leg comes up and absolutely clean. It's a red card, regardless. But listen... You, you've not only seen that, you've seen the one in Chalaba, uh, Ch- Chalaba. you've seen Havertz, I think it's Havertz today, isn't it? That mm. Yeah, with the, the red. On red, Dan Bourne, was it? 
Yeah, yeah. Right. Was it, no, not is it Danborn? It, it was. It was on Danborn. Yeah, you've you've seen the likes of that. You've seen the penalty against um, Leicester today, which Arsenal were winning the game anyway. But it's still one way you go. Fuck's sake, you know what I mean? Um, on that Leicester one today, they said on commentary. I don't know if you've heard that the the V the VAR on the day. I don't know Darren English or something. His name was, and he said, "Well, he's not very uh, experienced referee, so he's right to send Anthony Taylor to the screen." Surely, if you're a Premiership referee, you have to be able to make these decisions. And people so what are, are doing? Are they, send, are they sending fucking people on work experience? Exactly, exactly. And like, no, this is the blading. This is the problem. This is the, this is the commentators who haven't got a clue how the fucking system works. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, the referee that's on the pitch has to be sent to the monitor because he's the one who has to make the decision. The VR can't tell him X, Y, Z happened. He can say, look, this is what I've seen. This is the camera angle we have. Go and look at it yeah. yourselves. And the then worst it, thing in the world is the co-commentators, the presenters, the fucking pundits have no idea the rules of the game. They haven't a fucking Scooby. None of them. They're thick as shit. They played the game and they want to referee the game. They want to come pundit on the game now how the referees used to referee it back in the day. The game has changed. The whole lot has changed. And they either are too dumb or unwilling to understand no. Or just being contrarians. No, no, it's and not that. I think it could be the latter. Uh, it could be all of them. No, the it could thing. be it could be all of them. But you see, if you if you, I've said this before. If a ref makes a decision, and the VAR looks for it, don't let the VAR make the decision for him. Just say to him, uh, "Go to the screen with you." Don't say and don't give him anything. Just go to the screen. And, but when you remove that thing, where there's a bit of mystery over. What did VAR say? And, and the reason, yeah. That's but the, the thing is, Shawnee, the thing is, Shawnee, if we set a rule tomorrow where Keith Plunkett goes out and referees a Premier League game, and Shawnee Lawson is on VAR, and Keith makes a decision, right? And he, and Shawnee looks at it, and if we remove the bit where you make a decision, Shawnee, and all you do is go, yeah, you might just go and look at the monitor because there is something in it. I let you make the decision. You're removing that one step of grey area and you're removing yeah, that one step of responsibility the because we, we st- because an obvious thing yeah, the clear and obvious thing is to protect you and yes, to but on top of that Shani, on top of that when it comes out when it, when he goes to the screen right when he goes to the screen and looks at it and goes makes a decision he makes a decision but when he's in oh he's in my ear he's in my ear and he's talking 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 we don't know who's making the decision we don't know who's having the final say and it could be a fella going, there's definitely something in that. I don't think there really was. Oh, are you sure? Oh, yeah, I am. I and genuinely think they should just keep an elf for the offside and get rid of the rest of it. I'll tell you what they should do. Nah, they should that's all... rewarding the, mag- the maggots that can't do it. Yeah. VAR is great. Yeah, referees are shit. No. They need, to get, they need to get pulled up over and That's the problem. There's no account. Well, they never will. They never Arsenal, will. Fan, yeah, that's the problem. Arsenal fan circle channels has it. And he's right. And I know it's been said hundreds of times in this channel. We can't do correct. that, Gav, because we talked about this. They're doing it. Shawnee. They're doing it in Australia. No, I'll tell you what they should do. They should, they they, can't they do should, they they should can't take do all the, the PGMOL. And the reason they can't lunch. do it, Gav, is because of what happened at Anfield. If you, right. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, hold on. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What we happened when t- the Moid caught what John Moss said in the Liverpool sports game? What yeah. happened? No, but this isn't about this isn't about catching them, right? They should all be brought to lunch tomorrow and they should be shown the Ireland versus England game at Twickenham yesterday. That's what they should be shown. Because it was a decision made after 1 minute 22 seconds of that game where the, the ref just goes, everyone away from me, and he talks to the fella looking at the big screen and everyone else can see it and the decision is made. Right? It's not about catching anyone, Shawnee. The only reason they won't do this is they say, oh, you'll hear expletives and you'll hear this and that. 
you don't have to. They can turn on the mic and turn off the mic and step away from everybody and push them away and actually be heard in the stadium and you can see everything that's going on. And they will not do it because responsibility will be on two men speaking in public in front of the whole stadium and the whole world and they do not want that because they want to pass responsibility and I keep saying it and I'm fucking sick saying it. They want to pass responsibility every single week and once they have a grey area where me, you, Kev, Keith are asking the question, who actually made the decision? They're fine. They're golden. No one can touch them. They'll come out with a little bit of an excuse tomorrow and I'm sure they'll make an apology over something during the week and then they just keep going. That's how it goes. That's how they work. It's all about shifting responsibility and having that little bit of mystery over how decisions were made and that's how they move and and that's an never going to change. There's an arrogance yeah. with the English and I don't. it's not a dig at English people in general but when it comes to football and, and inventing the game there's an arrogance about uh, the English known best. And we said it when they wouldn't row in behind VAR when it first came in, the only country that didn't. And they've been nothing but absolute sticklers about it. And this goes back, this goes back years. I'm not going to bore everyone going back, but like in the 1950s, English refs were brought to Argentina to fix the Argentinian game because these knew best. These were the best in class. These were the best referees in the world. Now we have the worst referees in professional football and they're in the premier league which is supposedly the biggest league the 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 one with the most money and the standard is deplorable and look we're not moaning about liverpool here lewis the it's one of the worst decisions you'll ever see by the way that this fucker wasn't sent off but you can take a pick from nearly every game this weekend and look at bad decisions it's happening in every single game like how has it got to the stage now where there's no When's the next round of games? When's the next round of games? Same Wednesday yeah. and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday is the next round of games. And then we're back into it. Uh, well, look, the there'll be more contentious decisions, Gav, every week now. Like, yeah. hell, that, that's a tight... But they're only contentious. But they're only contentious because of the process that's used. They're not contentious they to give all themselves of us sitting here. Yeah, but they give themselves an out all the time. This, Correct. The, the and the out, the out is always and this a high line, or This high bar that they have now where yeah. they have to be 100% sure before they enter. What is the point of having the fuckers if they don't intervene and tell them, you've made a bleeding balls of this. Get over and have a look. Or you've made a mess of it. We're telling you you've made a mess of it. Give this decision or look at the screen. They won't do it. They should be an independent panel looking after the VAR and they Very should great. be telling instead of a team, a mate, a pal that will be doing it for his pal, the next game, he'll be the ref and the other fella will be the fourth official. They go on lads' holidays together and all these fuckers. Like, this yeah. is like us for. I'm not going to pull Shawnee up if he's on live telly and say, like we are now, and say, like, listen, Shawnee, you're wrong. You've made the balls of that. That's stupid. I'm not going to do that. Do you especially know what I mean? Especially if he's at the pain of the positive for fucking Ryan Appy. Not the shiny, but you no, know man. what I mean. All the boys it's, going off to Thailand that OG weekend and Jill met them. I do. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes waiting to say that. You know that. They're all at that shower at least. Look, let's let's move. There's two leagues now trialing this with the miking up refs and talking directly through the commentators to what's going on and through apps on phones or through the microphone systems in stadiums. The Australian League is one, and I think the MLS are going doing it as well. If the MLS yeah, do it and FIFA adopt it, 
the Premier League are going to be left with a choice. You can be left languishing behind or you can join up with the rest. They've already languished behind on the three subs rule. Keith yeah. was spot on about introducing VAR. If they're going to lag behind on this, they'll just be exposed again. It's, yeah. it's, it's Nobody wants to hear John Moss's chipper order from the night before. Yeah. Anyway, talking to us being for the fish. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, I know. Yeah, it sounds like the But listen, let, let's get away from them because, like, they are worth some. They are worth some of our time simply to let them know that they're awful. But <laughs> Shani, I'll stay with you. Um, and I'm going to hold my hands up, and I held I held it up to you yesterday. <laughs> Lewis Diaz, I'd see him play about 10 times before he signed for Liverpool. Thought he was a good player, good winger. Um, wasn't sure about could he handle physically the pace, maybe. He looked, he looked a cut above in Portugal, but plenty of players have. Um, and I was a bit meh over him. Um, mainly because of the game in Portugal against us, but I thought he was good at Anfield. But I have to hold my hands up because people that have been on this podcast, people that have been in this chat, people that have, I've spoken to just, you know, Away from, away from, um, this just general football chat have, have basically told me this, this fella is going to be unbelievable. And I have to hold my hands up. <laughs> I think this fella is the fucking business and everything I've seen from the pace, the power, the strength, the physicality, everything about him is just fucking amazing, Shani. And we have a real fucking player in our hands. Yeah. He's, he's just slotted right in there, hasn't he? Um, the goals are starting to come now as well. Which is which is nice. I think that was kind of the only thing people were questioning was his output, probably because his performances have been brilliant. But just for something we might get onto later in the show, just uh, relax and trust the process. When attacking players come into this team, they tend to do really well. So when one when someone of go, I wouldn't worry about it. It's the position I think in this football team where it's easiest to adapt. Once you have application, um, look at Jota since he's come in. Even Minamino for the minutes he's played, you look at his return. He's done really well. Origi does well when he plays. Typically, we seem to get right at that end of the pitch. So I don't think there's need for panic or anything. Or what's going on with Liverpool's front line in the next couple of years? Because if Luis Diaz is the goal boy, um. We're in for a treat. The fella is absolutely magic to watch. Gets you off the seat. So good technically. He he's, he just seems like he's everywhere. I, I don't know where he gets the energy from or the, the engine. He's just all over the place. Um, it's totally brilliant. And the thing is, he's only going to get better. Because I think at the moment, it's sort of like a freestyle sort of thing to him where Klopp is just saying to him, go out and play. But I think the longer he's here, I think Jürgen Klopp will probably start to build that tack around him. I think that's the way it'll work. And that's, he's, he's so good, Gab, I'm just delighted he's ours. I remember I said it to you, as soon as I left the Porto game that night, I, I texted yeah, young Keith in the group. I said, he's not going to be there for long because he's a real catalyst. He's a real go-to man. That's what I love about him. You've seen him in the final. He was our outlet that get that game. Well, all these lads here were, that club legends like Mane, Salah, club legends, but him being an outlet, the go to, it's it's brilliant for us. I think he's only going to get better. And the best thing about it is you just know opposition fullbacks now are having sleepless nights before coming up against him. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like Keith, I watched a little compilation video of the of the game against Brighton, and um, sorry, excuse me. Um, God bless you. And three or four of the clips were him winning the ball back, you know, in a left back position, in a left side sort of midfield position, and winning it and playing it and going again and just. It's just all action, and I think it's a great point, Sean. He makes like it's a bit of a it's a bit of freestyling by him at the minute, where he's being sent out and told, "Right, you need to be in this position when we don't have the ball, and when we do have it, you go and do what you need to do." But actually, when when Klopp does get a hold of him in a proper way, you'll probably see him starting to get more of a return and starting to learn how to unlock teams the way we play a bit more. But so far, Keith, like Sean, he's right. When he gets the ball, you're like, fuck me. He's going to get me off my seat. Like he sets one up for Sally. Yes, he scores. He actually tries to set one up for Jota, is it? Someone near the very through. end. And, Jota he, and he, he, he should go on his own. And yeah. he tries to set up Jota. And that's maybe a bit of him trying to, you know, impress his friends. But genuinely, Keith, so far, I just think he's been fucking outstanding, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, I was I was a fan of his before we signed him, um, but I didn't think he'd be. I didn't think he'd adapt this quickly and be this good off the bat. I was sort of saying I prefer Rafinha to Luis Diaz. I'm wrong on that. I think Luis Diaz just looks absolutely made for Liverpool. The way he plays, he has that street fighter. Um, attitude about him right that he loves to get stuck in he's only very fucking slight you know what I mean he doesn't look like there's much to him you're not, and he's you're not, getting you're not, stuck you're not throwing him off the ball no you're they not, can't get him, him. but you know what when he when he runs with the ball it looks like he's doing a little trot a little sort of a you know half pace jog but it's long and he's strides. leaving fuckers in, the, in his way Lampy like, is Lampy fast is Lampy is fast Lampy and he was getting is left in his yeah. dust yeah it's just, and it's the directions he runs as well, Keith. He doesn't run yeah. in, what I mean is he doesn't run in straight lines yeah. with the ball. He runs at angles where he's going. If I get a yard ahead of you, you're not getting near me here. Yeah. That's just one of the best shouts I've ever seen in the comments there by Jeremiah B. earlier on. And it's, I, I actually. Was it the reason? He's a carbon copy of Frank Gregory. Yeah, great show. It's a brilliant show. It's. Ribery was a little bit smaller, but just everything just injects life into the game as soon as he gets on the ball. Like you said, yeah. he is slight, but I'd say the fuckers' elbows are like razor blades. I'd say he's just a nightmare to play against. Like just teams that are having a different. Lamptey was handling them uh, at the beginning of the game yesterday, and then he just he, he didn't wilt. Like you know, he was just like Jesus, this fella has literally not stopped for the ninety, but. Uh, Oh, I can't wait to see what I just can't. I can't wait to see him at the Emirates on Wednesday. I've seen he's gonna absolutely wreck the place. Kev, can I ask you something? And this mm-hmm. might sound a bit premature, and, and me being ridiculous. Are we at the stage now where he's literally on the team sheet, and so is Salah, and you have possibly three fellas fighting for the fella, fighting for the position right through the middle? You, you're getting there. I think it. Would, Certain games, tactically, going the other way, you might worry a bit against the top, top sides. But for me, he's the fastest player I've seen in the league outside of Kyle Walker this season. And I'm looking forward to him and Kyle Walker going 1v1 on for a ball because I think he's got more in the tank. Uh, he's, he's as rapid as I've ever seen. That goal he took yesterday was so brave, you know, because he knew he was getting clattered. He never took his eyes off the ball once. And he knew what he wanted to do. 
He knew and he was getting clarity because he, if he yeah. didn't think he was getting clarity, he's taking that on his chest. Yeah. Yeah. And the other side of it is to get Chris was saying in the chat, and we said it in the game yesterday, he's tracking back. He imagine that they showed a clip last night of him getting fouled and he put his hands in the air asking for a foul and Klopp roared at him to get up and get back. And he did. He got up and got back and he won the ball back and started another attack. And for the rest of the game, never moaned once. You know, he just, he got fouled, he got back up and he got back on with the game. It was, he's, he's almost a perfect player. Is he undroppable? I'll tell you what, at the minute, Jota and Bobby and Sadio are going to be uh, getting a fair bit of time on the bench. I like, and I don't think it's too far to go. Like when you when you say that, because when I look at him, I still think Manley is a fantastic player, and I love Firmino, and I love Jota, and this is what choices is all about. This is what having these options is all about for me. You can play Jota left, you can play him centre, you can do the same with Manley, you can do the same with with. Um, with Diaz, you can even put Diaz out right if you want to. Jota, maybe Mane, you can do anything you really want. But I suppose if I'm, I'll put it this way: if it keeps up like this, there's no way he doesn't start away at Man City in what could be a title decider. There's no way for me because, like I said, I, I was a bit wary of him coming in. I thought it might take time with the, with the physical side of it, getting used to what we're doing. I think, like Sean, he said, I think it's, I think he's used him really well. Where he's just went, be solid in our shape. And then when you get it, do what you want. And at the moment, some players are finding it hard to link up with them at times, but that'll only get better. And the massive thing for me is, and I think it's one of his first games where someone clatters him early, and he rides the tackle and he gives it away. And five minutes later, he's taken that ball in five yards of space because the defender knows it can't clatter him because he doesn't give a fuck. And if I get too close to him, he's going to spin me and he's gone. You know what I mean? So they're actually standing five yards off him, and he's a really good passer to ball as well. So you, when you see all the op, all the attributes he has, he's a fantastic player, and that's Great not the right, as well. Yeah, and Great that's not the, that's not to write off any of the other players. Because listen, if we go into a game against, we will go into a game against Arsenal on Wednesday, who are in good form, but we want, we'll definitely want say Diaz, Mane, um, Salah up front, but we want Firmino, and we want. Um, we want Jota on the bench. We want people to. That's they're the sort of players that change games and win your titles. Genuinely off the bench, win your title. We've seen United do it for years. We see Chelsea done it. We've seen Arsenal do it. We've seen loads of sides do it. Um, and I just I have to hold my hands up. I, I didn't think he was this good, but he he fucking is. And um, I'd be very interested. I, I'd be very interested to see the next game he's dropped from. And. I would, I would say it'll probably be the FA Cup because it'll be a little bit of a rest, but I think he's just being absolutely brilliant. Um, Salah makes a 2-0. Um, what, what your man is doing um, yeah. for the handball is fucking mad. Like he's, you know, he's like trying to say... His head was fried at this stage. Yeah, his head was fried. He the was, in, wasn't he? he couldn't get in the game. Yeah, he couldn't get in the game and we were playing around him and he was literally chasing, chasing, chasing all day. And he just couldn't get into it. And Salah makes it 2-0. And it's fairly comfortable from there on in. But we're going to have to have this chat around Salah's contract, right? Um, Keith. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is what I'm going to put here, right? And we, we take this as a jumping off point. Mo Salah wants a contract. Liverpool want to give him one. This is my take. Um, we have no clue what the figures are. Okay. Um, we have an agent who, after one comment from Jurgen Klopp saying, 
no change, no rush, no problem. Mo has a decision to make. The club have done what they can. Nothing really in it. Just basically, the club have made him an offer. You know, it hasn't been rejected. It hasn't hasn't been accepted. The agent decides to put up a tweet, which was ludicrous. Um, And people go, oh, it's only uh, smiley faces. And it's probably nothing to do with that. He puts it up at a certain time and we know where he's at. He then, from what by the looks of it, uses a journalist um, who's a copy and paste merchant, by the way, um, to put this stuff out. Okay. And that's fine. He does that. And all of a sudden, you're starting to see people taking sides and stuff like that. I'm of the opinion I'd need to see the figures before I'd actually go and, and make a decision on this. But where do you think a lawyer's Keith? Because Salah's not coming out as well. Um, regardless of whether he's in the right, wrong, or, or whatever it might be, he is not coming out as well because of a, a tweet and further information that's been dropped by an agent over the last couple of days. Agents are shy bags, and I think we all sort of know that. We we all agree on that. They have a job to do, and it's to get the most money for their client. They don't care about the club. They don't care about the fans, any of that shy. This fella has previous for being an absolute shithead when it comes to this sort of thing. And what we can take is that Mo Salah wants an unbelievably high wage we can read between the lines on this and say he wants to be one of the highest paid players in world football. He already is one of the highest paid players in world football, but he wants to be closer to the Messi's, Ronaldo's and Neymar's, Kevin De Bruyne, all these lads. And he wants to give it. Now, Liverpool, obviously, I saw some tweets today that they want to make him the highest paid player in the club's history. No shit. Look, I don't know why, why that would be news. I thought he already was, but... Um, they're going to want to... Virgil van Dijk going to, at the moment, I think. Yeah, because he, he overtook him on his last deal yeah. or whatever. But, yeah. you know, we know he's going to be the highest paid player in the club's history. The club are going to offer him a deal. I'm not siding with the club or, or with, with Mo Salah. You know, let people get paid. But you have to have a... What, what, what? I don't know. I see what Sean says. Go on. You have to have a... There has to be... The club can't just give in to Salah's demands. And fans don't want to hear that. You cannot give in to a player demanding, you know, a structure that blows everything else apart. And I don't know what the club have offered. I don't know what Salah wants. But there has to be a a middle, a meeting point there. And I think what Klopp has done very, very sensibly is Klopp has come out and he's put the pressure on Salah. And that's very telling to me. That is very telling that Klopp came out. We didn't say anything bad, but he knew by speaking about it and what he said that he has put pressure onto Mo Salah. Do I want Mo Salah to sign a contract? Yeah. Do I want it to be at the detriment of Liverpool? No. So we're in this sort of spot now where we don't know, you know, what figures we can guess and assume. And, you know, I could be way off, but I think... When you see this stuff going through Romano, people would say Romano doesn't get any information on live. I think Romano's a terrible tap-in merchant at the highest order, but we did see, and I think Sean Yim would have shared clips of previous uh, interactions between Romano and, and the agent before. So we know that he does have a, a, a connection there, and it's coincidentally then Romano's coming out talking about the key was he'll stay in the Premier League that's coming from somewhere and that's coming from the agent and it's all bullshit and it's all to try and heap pressure on and I think Salah is coming out looking terrible out of this terrible and it's not him it's the agent do you know what I mean but he hires the agent 
He pays the yeah. agent. The agent doesn't do stuff without the player say so. Because if he did, it's not even that they key. get the bullet. It's not even that key. It, if if the agent did that off his own bat and you're not happy with it, if he's my, I said it the other day on the on the on the cop update. If he's my agent, I've no reason to have an agent. I'll say it again. But if he's if he's my agent and he comes out and says something like that, I go straight to him and I go, listen, don't do that again. Shut your fucking mouth, right? Who's Sadio Mane's agent? No idea. Who's Roberto Firmino's agent? Not a clue. Nabi Keita. Same as Sadio Mane. Right. Yeah, same as Sadio, but we still don't know. These guys yeah. are still, these guys are up in contract the same time as Mo Salah, by the way. Now, I realise that Mo Salah's is the biggest contract that we're looking at in the club's history. Fair enough. But you don't hear these agents. An agent is meant to advise and do some work on your behalf. Not, not go out and do horrible like awful PR fucking exercises because it doesn't matter what the figures like I keep saying I want to look at the figures it doesn't actually matter now because it'll always come across as Salah sat boy and let his agent go out and do this and it's the same with the Raheem Sterling situation at Liverpool whose agent had him on TV doing fucking mad interviews right and it was like what the fuck is going on here Kev is it just is it just something where it's Tiff or tat now. The or, the offers on the table. Liverpool feel it's fair. Salah and, his, Salah and his agent don't, and it's going to go like this. Because I think once it's out in public, a bit like this, I think it's not going to end well. I'm being honest. Well, this is the game, and um, we saw a bit of the game with Jordan Henderson. Um, that yeah. Yeah. his agent leaked a bit to a local journalist. It got it got it, it got done around the houses, and it was sorted. Yeah. Now. There's two ways to look at this. One is it's doing the rounds again. Klopp could have cued the journalist at that press conference to look, ask me about this. I need to get this out. Otherwise, there's absolutely no reason to talk about Salah's contract because nothing has been talked about it at all. And it's not like we haven't come off a loss and going into a game, a game at the weekend. So there was no need for it to be asked at that point in the press conference. So I think Klopp might have queued up the journalist to ask it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, but these, there's, like I said, there's two ways this can go. Either, like I said, he wants to get it sorted out, it's out in the public, get it done, or Salas and his agent are trying to engineer a move to somewhere that will pay him the same as what the Messi's, the Ronaldo's, the Mbappe's, the Haaland's of this world are going to get. And if that's his motivation, then good luck to him because he won't get that kind of money at Liverpool. That's just not going to happen. I think yeah. Steve McManaman put it best yesterday when he said, look, there's a structure and the structure has worked for the club, for the benefit of the club, for the last 10 years that FSG have been there. It's got us to where we are now. And more can either live within the structure and stay and be successful and be go down in history as a club legend, or he can go his own way. And you can go and talk to Jeannie and go and talk to the others who've left and find out how that went. If his motivation is money, he won't give two shits. But either way, this is not going to get further than this next transfer window. A decision will be made one way or another by the end of the upcoming window. He'll either be sold or he'll sign. Because somebody says there... uh, uh, Martin Dam says, honestly, the the bit where it said he'll run down deal and stay in the Premier League is the part that boils my piss. If he don't, if he doesn't sign and refuse to get sold, I don't want to see him next season. But you see, and listen, that's a fully legitimate opinion, right? 
But that opinion is being fueled off the back of what his agent has done. Right? Because what Klopp actually says is, what base, all the Klopp says is that the offer's on the table. And you fully expect that to be the case. We're, we're 18 months out, or less than 18 months out now from a deal being at the end, or, or, or running out. So if Liverpool hadn't got a deal on the table now, you'd be an uproar going, why aren't you offering this fella a deal? What Klopp says is, is that the club have done all they can. Now, all the club can do is offer him something. It doesn't say that the club have reached a limit and that's what they're going to. The club have all done all they can is they've offered them a deal, right? And that has to be expected. There's no problem there. It has to be expected. Right. But the, yeah, bit can where, I just, the bit there where he, um, he is, the bit that annoys me is, is the wording, his priority is to stay at Liverpool. His, he wants no, to stay not. at Liverpool. No, that's the bit. No, 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 Shani. That's the bit that annoys me. It's not his priority, though. No, but that's what I'm saying. His, his preference, sorry, will be to stay at Liverpool. And then... That not, his preference is to get as, as much money as he can in the last yeah, contract yeah, of his career. That, and that's, that's guaranteed cash, yeah. I'd say. That's where it's falling down but, for but, me. But, yeah, no class. Class. Go on, Sean. I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you go with this because I just felt that by saying that it's kind of they're trying to turn it back on Liverpool going, he wants to stay and you're not letting him. You're not a sort of no way. No, lads. The, the main fella spoke the other day and his literal words were, and I'm not paraphrasing, this isn't from an, uh, an article. I literally sat and I watched the press conference. He turned around and said, the club have done all they can do and it's up to mom. Yeah. And then, not long after that, an article came out where Klopp literally says, I'm happier now with the owners than I've ever been. Yeah. So that's that's Klopp letting people know. The club have done all they can here. And yeah. it's up to Mo. And what happened was, Mo's agent, or his lawyer, or whatever people are calling him, the, the fellow that's speaking for him, showed his toys out the crown and had a little wobbler because any little bit of power he thought that he had was gone. Because that was basically club saying, take it or leave it. Not you, Sonny. I'm just saying, looking at a comment there from Oscar. I know, I see it. He's either hard of hearing or he's just listen, he's not he's listening but not hearing what is being said to him. FSG aren't Liverpool Football Club. Liverpool Football Club ain't FSG. FSG ain't paying because they're cheap. Go and look at Swiss Rambles tweet thread on Liverpool and well, FSG. How long? Go and right, check oil, FSG's rage bill. Oil lands are him, okay? So you've the renewals we've had in the summer, Andy Robertson. Pedro Van Dijk, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Fabinho, and Alisson. All right. Now, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I'm saying Alisson could probably go wherever he wants. All right. For more money than he's getting at Liverpool. Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Right. Virgil off the back of an injury, you'd still think he could go and play wherever he wants. Ah, Fabinho. Play on the Fabinho, Fabinho walks into every team of all football. All right. They were all happy to stay and sign. Okay, they were all happy with the money they were offered. Do I think Mount should be paid a substantial amount of money on his last contract? Yes, I do. But do I think mm-hmm. Liverpool should be throwing everything out for one player? Absolutely not. And it's as simple as that. He's gone. Salah is gone. There's no way he stays now. And I'm telling Unless you that, it gets resolved very quickly. Unless no, this was a power gone. play and it's gone that, tits up. That was the break. If it doesn't get that resolved by the, the summer, he's gone. That was the break because it wouldn't be... The fact that it's now in the public domain 
means it's done. Yeah, I, I don't think it ends well with it being in the public domain either. No, he's and, gone, and, and he's sold in the summer. The only thing I would say is that when I mentioned this thing about, you know, oh, his preference is to stay with Liverpool, he wants to stay with Liverpool and, and stuff like that, but, you know, um, talks have broken down since December, you've seen all this. And, and Klopp's yeah. been asked a couple of times, and Klopp has said, look, normal situation. Um, didn't change the wording on it a little bit the other day by saying the club have done all they can but you can take that whatever way you want you can take that as in the club have made the highest offer they can and they're not going any further and they told them that or you can read it as the club have done all they can all the club can do in this situation is make an offer and Klopp then says afterwards no rejection no acceptance no issue we just wait right now if if talks have broken down since December and that's true he clearly has rejected it Right? And Klopp is telling a lie. But if they're sitting there going, not answering that. We're just not, we're not even playing ball on that. We're not, we're not giving you a, a reaction to that. Right? It's not, a, it's not a rejection, but it's a case of we're just saying fucking nothing to you now. No. Until you, and the, and it's, the line, it seems, it the seems to me, Sean. The line from was about, it was about respect. It's about money, uh, recognition and respect. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Highly likely that. Holy and likely sat Miles watching this. It's respect and recognition. Yeah. Look at Messi today and Gene Wijnaldum and that boys playing for PSG. Billwood from start to finish mm. on the pitch and are getting paid extortionate amounts of money. Respect and fucking recognition. He won't get it anywhere else the way he does at Liverpool. And that's what yeah. he needs to realise. Give yeah. Coutinho a ring. Fellas 29. He's playing for Aston Villa. Give yeah. him a shout. Listen, Ask him how I went. I'm going. I'm going to be. I'm going to be. Get rid of him. I don't. Just um, get rid of him. Doesn't matter. Move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's get another attacker. Now players Well, Oscar. No, no, I, 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 Oscar Wolf. Says, I don't care about his numbers and all. He's been a brilliant player. This, that, and the other. I'm telling you, play all that players will score goals in this team. When he leaves, we won't be stuck for goals. No, I'm telling People you that. Talk now. about him being the best can, player in the world or one of the best players in the world. This. That's because he's in this team. And Jurgen Klopp has been as much a reason as long about Mo Salah himself let him for go. getting Just to let that him position. Go. Don't get no. hung up on him. The worst part, the biggest, the the, the biggest. I have absolutely no problem with Mo wanting to leave. I don't, honestly, I I hundred percent respect the man. He just turned around and said he wanted a different challenge. Yeah, hundred well, percent. I really says- would. But the thing is, Gav, in the middle of a fucking in a season where we're in. Every competition, yeah. banging every competition. Yeah. The week I think, before, I think day it's before a big game, and you're going on with this show. Yeah, I, I think I think Mo Salah's next move. I think Mo Salah's next move. It serves absolutely nobody. It serves nobody. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't serve the player, I, it doesn't serve the agent. It doesn't serve the club. It doesn't serve anybody. It's fucking silly. It's stupid that it's playing out yeah. like this. And you know what? I'd have an axe to grind with FSG if all the rest weren't tied down to contracts because they're at the down with them all. They've obviously tried. They have a limit. They have a structure. If you want to, if you look, I looked at it the other day. Ronaldo was the only player in the Premier League who more money than him last year. Yeah. Well, let, yeah. let me just, let me just say, I think Mo Salah's next move and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't sit, and I am, if I, if people feel I have splinters on this, fine. I don't sit on either side with this because I don't feel we know enough on the situation. I think we know, I think we know comments from Klopp. I think we know a reaction from an agent. I think we know some leaked stuff from an agent from there on in. But really, we don't know an awful lot. Until it comes out in the wash, you can make a decision on it. That's why I would sit on it, right? But 
I want to touch on this because Oscar Wolf says FSG aren't paying him the money he deserves because they know his teammates also deserve more and they would rather put that money in their pocket. Oscar, mate, listen. Stop reading out no, that no, comment, no, Gavin. No, 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 I will, I will, because I'll tell you why, these deserve reaction as much as people say. No, we don't you know, deserve reaction. Yes, they do, because let me, let me, let, hold on, Sean, hold on, Sean, hold on, please, There's no hold on, please, please, they don't put any money in their pockets, because if you go and exactly. check out, if you go and check out the accounts for Liverpool Football Club, every penny that comes in goes out, and they posted a loss last season. And if they posted a loss, they haven't got any money to put in their pocket. That's the fourth thing. The second comment is Salah is the 16th highest paid player in the Premier League, 24th in the world. It's actually laughable. That's completely untrue. That's it's completely untrue because Salah is paid on a base wage with a huge bonus structure behind them. And I think actually he might be the fifth highest paid player in the world at the moment if you yeah, include bonuses. Yeah. That's what I think. I could Bad be wrong, Neymar, but I think Messi he's about the fifth. Ne- Messi, Neymar. Last year. Yeah. And I, these I think, fellas are all, these fellas are all brands. Yeah, economies. Everyone's going around saying how big Mo is in Egypt. I tell you what, do you know what? It, it's a good indicator, right? And I'm not saying it's right. You want to know how big a player it is? Go on to Instagram and look at that follow. All right? Because that's, that's where money is this, these, these days. Whether people like it or not. Instagram. It, it's all in there. Look at Mbappe's followers, Haaland, uh, Neymar, Messi, Ronaldo. They all dwarf Salah in comparison. Does he, is he going to get more popular if he moves to fucking Paris? No. Is he going to get more votes in his, in his Ballon d'Or if he goes to Paris? No. Let him is he closer to a Champions League if he goes to here. Paris? I'm not for one second saying I hate Salah. If he stays great, if he goes, I don't care. Honestly, I really don't because better players have left this club than him. Maybe not the legacy work, better players have left. And not many have walked out. Even look at Suarez, the one you can say that did walk out. What happened to him at the end? Fucked off by Barcelona because at the end of the day, he was just another player. You don't get the adulation anywhere else the way you do at Liverpool. If he wants to get loads of money for the end of his career, come on, just say it then. Don't be down this shit. Just turn around at the end of the year when you've won a few trophies and turn around and say, I want a new challenge. I think his next I think his, ne- I think his next move I think his next move should be the turn around and go, listen, I'm not discussing any contracts at the end of the season. That it's not important. I think it act- it'd actually be that, better for everyone. But look it, it would have if his it's agent gone. didn't come out the way he came out. Yeah, exactly. but I think I, I think, that was, I think yeah, that's the unfortunate mistake. Yeah, but I think Kev, if he if he turned around tomorrow and went, listen. Um, this stuff has blown up over the last couple of days. Um, I'm not talking about it. Nobody, there's, there's going to be no comment from me, and any any comment from anyone else is simply not worth reading. I am not discussing anything until the end of the season. I have, for, I'm, I'm trying to win four trophies with Liverpool here, right? Exactly. And That's what if he does be. that, if he does that, it puts it to bed, and we can all focus on games of football. And it also tells his agent, listen, wind your fucking neck in. Right, without having to do it publicly, um, he 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 more or less tells his agent to wind his neck in, right? But and, and Tarek said it earlier, he's a bit annoyed over how, um, I suppose explosive this is getting without unknown actual facts. I'm a little bit with Tarek on that because on the on the cop update show, I put a pin in it and said we won't be talking about it until something happens. We discussed it on Friday because something did happen, but right now. Like Shawnee has a view, Keith, Kev, me, loads of people in the chat. But on I genuinely think until Salah does sign a contract 
or doesn't and we know the, the the terms he was offered then I think it's the time to have the argument over Mo Salah that's what I think but let's move on because it's Gav can I from, say something before you go off this right? very quickly, better, very quickly. It, it, it better be about Salah or it better be a rendition of some sort of song by Elton John. It could be both. Yeah, it could be both. No, no. Um, it's about Salah. Right, it's about Salah. Before we move off this, people in the chat are saying, oh, but Sean, you loved him in the summer and all this. But they, We're not, not saying, saying I hate him. I'm, just, exactly. I'm just saying, if it comes to it, yeah. sell him. Exactly. And that's it, the it, problem. This doesn't serve anybody. Yeah. Too many people have this issue that, you know, oh, we, we don't like Salah or we want him gone. No, that's not what any of us are saying here. What we're saying here is Mo Salah has been an excellent player for Liverpool. He still is an excellent player for Liverpool. Liverpool have been as much a part of that. Jurgen Klopp has been as much a part of that development as anyone else. If Mo Salah wants to leave, Mo Salah wants to leave. People go on about FSG all the time, right, and about them being tight and stingy. You know, everyone has their own opinions. We've seen some mad ones in there tonight. People use the example of Mookie Betts as well with, you know, the the Red Sox. Oh, they let Mookie Betts go. They wouldn't pay. They absolutely offered Mookie Betts ridiculous salary to stay there. But Mookie Betts wanted to go somewhere else. And Mo Salah, if he just wants to go somewhere else to try something else, as Sean, he said, just fucking say that. If he wants to go to PSG and be... Uh, a, a, a face there I don't know how that works out with the other players they have if he wants to go he's, I can't see Madrid being an option with the, they're going for younger players Barcelona can't be an option I don't know where he can go people would say Man City I don't know about Man City being an option for him like is he are people really going to say that Newcastle is a better option do you know what I mean like it, no the, I don't think there's anyone I don't think are, there's anywhere he can go is better that, that's what that's I mean. Just, like he's more yeah. chance of winning Champions Leagues now at Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. as far as clubs go, we're as well placed as anybody in the world to do this. Mo is a great player. We all love Mo. If Mo yeah. goes, we're not saying oh we're going to be born in jerseys of Mo. We're just saying Liverpool is bigger oh. than Liverpool is bigger than any player. It's always been bigger than any player, and it'll be still here when Mo leaves, when Virgil leaves, when Klopp leaves. Be a bit of pain but it'll still be here. And people have to fucking remember that. It's not about Mo being big. I'll just pay him what you want. Do we want a situation, right, where we pay Mo 600 grand a week, let's say, because there's going to be a base salary and then there's going to be, because he's, he's earning a fucking fortune and anyway with bonuses. And that opens the door. Do we want the Man United situation where everybody knows, I want that. I want that. We buy the players and make them into Mo. We don't, hand out this fucking money willy-nilly and it'll make the club's job a lot harder we have to be careful with this with this deal fsg the club will offer him what they think is fair mo may i may not like that and if he doesn't if he doesn't like it he moves on but we can't get hung up on fucking fsg this or mo that i i reckon like people people are throwing out numbers and all that and i agree with gav to an extent that you can't really no one knows you can't make you can't make up your mind on whether the owners yeah. are right or wrong in this situation until you see Nobody the numbers. Knows. But the way I look at it, I'd imagine that he will be the highest paid player at Liverpool in accordance to the money the rest of them are signing on, and they will have a down like they will have like financial scientists going. Yeah, give him fairs of this based on that. This is what Salah is worth now. That could be three fifty, three seventy five, four hundred, whatever it is that they've offered him. The fact that Klopp has literally said they've done all they can. That yeah. he said that 
he has said that, Gav. That's not paraphrasing. He's actually said that. They've done all they can. Yeah. And well, but you can, you can, I said, you can read that either way. You can read no, it where Gav, Liverpool you don't, have you got... don't read it either way. He's literally said the club have done everything they can. Yeah, but everything can't they can. Shani, if, if, I, if, I'm, if, if you work for me and you want a pay rise, right, and I offer you a pay rise and you don't come back and offer and, and answer me, I, I've done everything I can. That's that, that's what I'm saying. You can read it anywhere you want. Uh, Oscar Wolf says a month ago, a month ago you were saying FSG should break the wage structure for him. Trust me, if Mo Salah signs for Liverpool, he's breaking a wage structure because the structure yeah. at the moment sits at 220 grand a week for Virgil van Dijk. It will be higher than that, which in turn breaks hate, the wage well, structure. There's not many things you could do now between now and the end of his contract. He could do to make me hate. That's the God yeah. of the truth. Yeah. Aluminium's given I've out gone. because. Aluminium's given out because we haven't moved on um, from this no, subject, well, but I think I'll it's a very important I'll subject to talk about. The last thing I'd say, I promise you, there's not many things you could do between now and the end of this contract that would make me go, he's a fucking arsehole. Like, I, I can't stand him. His legacy means nothing. He's been the best attacking player in the country since he's landed in yeah. Liverpool. No doubt about Not down that hard. The only actually I have to grow in is a big head agent disrespecting Jorgen Klopp and the club because they become before everyone else and the fans as well exactly because he's using the fans as weapons against each other and the management and And he learned he learned fairly quickly that it doesn't work like that at Liverpool I feel a short sharp shock yesterday when he 100% when you go through the replies you're going to get a backlash of people's, you know, the give him what he wants attitude. But the facts of the matter are in the financial statements. Liverpool, I think, have the third highest wage bill in the league. And we're getting the right bang for our buck because we're in all four competitions. Now, Manchester United are paying, I think, 600 grand a week for for three goalkeepers. I'd hate to get into a situation where we're trying to equate what Manchester United pay their players to what they're getting in return. Now, our wage bill is one of the highest in the world when it comes to sports, when it comes to football. Bar none. So to say that the owners are tight and stingy is just factually wrong in every way, shape or form. Go and look, go and just go and read Swiss Rambo. Go and read the figures. Educate yourself. Don't embarrass yourself by coming out and making statements like that they're tight and they're this and that. It's just embarrassing for you at this stage. There's no, there's no excuse for it. A year, two years, three years into FSG, yeah. it's, it's it's just a laughable comment at Emma, this stage. Emma Cavanagh can't find Sadio or Bobby's agent online. Um, you can't actually find the name of them, which is actually absolutely. You go on transfermarket.com. There is a link to what whose player's agent. Are. Oh, yeah, okay, well, there you go. But he can't find them. Um, uh, listen, Emma Cavanaugh could be looking on bleeding Domino's Pizza website. For yeah. I don't fucking know where he's looking. Um, oh, lads, I have to go and get another can. So, um, two things before we finish. I want to start off on. We'll do this now as a regular thing on a Sunday after the fo- weekend's football. But um, let's start with top four. Um, United B Sports this weekend. Arsenal had a good win against Leicester. West Ham won. Where do you see it going? Keith, then Kev, then Shawnee. Top four is it has a change for you this weekend? Big win for United against Spurs. Um, 
a big win for Arsenal today, but I don't know. It's papering over a lot of cracks, and I think there's still stuff to be played out. Spurs are looking too inconsistent. They're the ones I thought would get it because they have the best manager, maybe, and the best attack, but they sort of not blew it against you. No, they did blow it. Um, they, they, they lost an opportunity there. Arsenal have a lot of games in hand, but when you look at the games in hand, you know, they're sticky wickets. I don't expect them to get out and off us because genuinely don't expect them to get out and off us. And I think their other games are Chelsea and Spurs. Is, it? is that their other games in hand? Yeah. So, Spurs you know, top, there's, no, uh, yeah, yeah. there's no guarantees that... That, that was that annoying as well. Yeah. So there's a lot still to go. I, I genuinely, I change my opinion on this all the time. I think Arsenal... Arsenal, if I was... Put it this way. Of all the teams there... If I was an Arsenal fan, I'd be happier than if I was any other fan because they've got a young squad. Not at the not at the moment. I mean, for the future, the way things are lined up, they've got a young squad there, and they've got a manager that like him a lot. Him, he's making big decisions, and you know, More it looks like some of them are paying off. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like he's not afraid to make these calls. Whereas other clubs, like Conte one week is the best thing since sliced bread. The next week he's having fucking breakdowns about fans and walking away and not being good enough. Like this fella came in, he was Billy Big Bollocks to England and now a couple of months of spores and he's down whether he's even a good manager. Like That's an absolute basket case of a club. Manchester United, all over the shop. They have Ronaldo who can win them games like he did yesterday, but they've Harry Maguire who's absolutely septic. So there's a lot of pros and cons I'd be happier if I was an Arsenal fan but for this run in I don't fucking know I genuinely don't know I think any of them can take it because there's nobody Arsenal Arsenal's hands but it's their, in their Arsenal's games in hand are not gimmies and that's where well, I the games in hand, no, no, no. the games in hand are Spurs Liverpool Chelsea yeah and they're away in two of them home to us Wednesday yeah. and Arsenal, need, oh, listen, I think Arsenal could lose against Liverpool and lose against Chelsea, but if they go and get a result against Tottenham, I think they're more or less calm and dry. Because you know you don't have it in them to run them. And I don't think West Ham have it in them. I don't know about that. I don't know about United. Nah, I would just stop it. They're fucking terrible, yeah. I'm telling you, Gav, with the, he scored a hat-trick yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't and, play last week. And I'm, I'm just saying, he is the only reason why United have any chance I like. I know, but he's the only reason why he turned up. He's, he's one of the reasons why he turned up at Man City last week and got absolutely spanked around the place. Yeah, he didn't fancy. No, but you can't blame him. You can't. You can't he, he say that. No, the, the longer United stay in Europe, the more chance Arsenal have. I uh, think Spurs can't break sides down for love no money. They can defend the league. G-10. But they can't break sides down G- at all. G10 said, as good as Liverpool are, Maguire's been my favourite player to watch this season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard Sean, to blame him for yesterday. He couldn't I don't know what actually I am. I'm going to respect his statement. When you think about Harry Maguire, man in the team, he's played. And Varane, who's one of the most overrated centre-backs of all time. Uh, Sean, really he has relinquished his lens to fence-sitting title tonight. Oh, well, Sean, you'll have to get that back. Maguire is truly shocking since Hannah Malone. Um, yeah. It's between Man United or Arsenal. I just... Like Kev, can you see can you see Spurs getting back into this? Can you see West Ham hanging on in there? Because if West Ham keep winning, they're putting points on the board. In fairness to them, didn't yeah, they lose no, Antonio I, I, to injury today? Sorry, Antonio. Antonio went off injured today, did he? I don't know how serious it is. 
know. I've seen the uh, Yarmolenko <laughs> scored. I've seen his celebration yeah. after. Look, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, look, it's it it it, it brings uh, it all back to football is a game. You know, uh, when you see a celebration like that, football's a game. And for all of our shouting and balling and everything, like that, it is only a game. But no, I look. I think Spurs' biggest problem is they struggle when they have to chase games or they have to break sides down to get a win. Yeah, uh, I don't think they they're in the conversation. Um, Arsenal, I think Arsenal. This this version of Arsenal will be our t- the toughest one that we've played this season. Um, they're not a bad side. They're a good side. Uh, That's right. They could fall away. They could do their usual and fall apart. But I think the the core of this squad is 22 to 24, 25. If he can get into the... I think he has to get into the Champions League to keep that side together. If he doesn't get into the Champions League, then they'll be raided because there's two or three players in there that the elite clubs around Europe will definitely try to look at. Martinelli being one. Martinelli being one. Saka is another one. And probably Smith Rowe as well. I would be would surprised. Yeah, but he's new in and he's on a long contract, so mm. you know he could be there for a while. But they're it's in their hands, and they'll be delighted with a point against us. Well, you have to you look know, at it. Well, two, two. They would be absolutely ecstatic. Two of Arsenal United and Spurs. I'm missing now. Yeah, and, yeah. I think it's and, for, and when you look United. at Ar- Arsenal, need to protect the players they have. United yeah. need it because they're Manchester United and they feel they should be there. And it's just another kick to them. And Spurs need it because they couldn't have built the stadium at a worse time. And they were losing money all over the fucking place. And they, they I think, came out, I think they probably lost the most money in the Premier League yeah, due, due to COVID. So they badly need it. So it's, it's going to be a huge kick to, you know, two of those three sides. I think if Arsenal don't get it now at this stage, it's, it's mental. You know, and I said about Arteta, I thought he was, I just thought he was a bit weird. And I thought he was, I just, I didn't see what they seen in him. Um, but I have to hold my hands up again and I have to say, not even the football side of it, the decisions he's made. Yeah. The Obama right. Young decision is huge. That was, it's, that was a great huge decision. Because he's basically went, you're club captain and you're acting the prick and I'm going to show you now. And I don't care if you're on 350 grand a week and I probably don't care if you're, you're probably our most valued player. Uh, you're gone. I have, and you know something. You have to probably give Arsenal the club, the club some credit the club there, where he no went. Yeah, do you know what? Let him go on a free. We'll we'll take the hit. We're not getting a fee from. Fair enough. He's twenty three or whatever he is. Let him go. Yeah. This is a longer stage product or project. And the thing is, a lot of Arsenal fans that I've spoken to went. We don't know what the plan is. Yeah, we've young players, but we don't know what the plan is. And I think you've probably seen the plan evolve a little bit out of Arsenal. And people know I'm. I have a big thing about watching Arsenal and how they get on because just from when I started watching football, it was Arsenal United and Liverpool. But you have to give him credit, but he still has to go and finish the job because you have to remember he's he's ten games out now, and he's in a position where he he should really make top four. And You'll if never he doesn't, get a better chance. If he doesn't, it'll be a kick to Arsenal. I think it'd be a huge kick to him if he doesn't, and I think it might be. But just quickly around the table, I'm going going Arsenal, Kev. Yeah, Arsenal. Shani? Yeah, Arsenal, yeah. Go Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, okay. Um, mm. Right, now, the best bit. Uh, the bottom <laughs> three, because um, I'm going to throw it out there. If Everton don't 
beat Newcastle on Thursday night, I think it is. I think they get relegated from the Premier League. Shawnee, what do you think? Because they looked appalled today, by the way. I've been forensically kind of examining this for a couple of weeks now. Just yeah, You've had a big uh, thing about today's game and Thursday's game, haven't you? Because you feel yeah, after that I, they're going to really, I, really when I looked at I looked at it there last week. I was out with the lad and sorry for him, he's an Everton fan and he was saying it was worried but I had a look there and I was saying wait, your next two are at home Wolves and Newcastle and I was thinking they need six points and I think any less than six points are in serious harm. My issue with Everton is they're not trying. It, it just looks like they're not trying. Uh, but like you look that you look down there, Brentford are at the digging out a couple. Leeds get get a late winner today. But they look like they're fighting, Johnny. Burnley are fighting. The, all the teams around them are fighting. Watford, Watford fighting. Yeah. yeah. Everything just look like. Do you know what? I think the likes of Leeds and all would have, would have had players who have been in the championship and are literally scrapping to say next year I'm going to be a Premier League player. Yeah. But I just think that the players water more than you've even mentioned in the Everton team. Now we got down. I'm gone anyway. Sort of thing. You know what I mean? I'm, I won't go down with this ship. I'll put my hands up and surrender. There's one there for Keith. Yeah, Rael Doida, oh, uh, I think they needed to win today, and the fact that nearly every other result went against them, I'm not going to say it's ominous, but it looks really bad for them, guys. Because not only is uh, are the players down until it's the ground empty today after the red card, yeah, it was ridiculous. And it's just. It's not good. It's not good. I just and I, to be honest with you, I said at the time I had no idea what you had done hiring Lampard because he's done nothing in the game of now. Honestly, yeah. he bought he bought the promotion with Derby. He done nothing with Chelsea. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure what sort of chops he has that that he gave him that job. I think the the only reason he got that job is because he he wasn't the other fella, like sort of thing, you know. Yeah. So I think they're in big trouble. Uh, Watford looked like they were down and out after the game the other night but they got a big result today and they're going to be right in it now like, and there's no point having games and having you can't win a fucking game yeah yeah. Albatross yeah, like, the like, just, just, just to just to read um, just to read a few out here uh, Laura Duffy Leeds Bourne and even Watford are fighting uh, Red Steve said, we'd all laugh if everything goes down, but the smiles would be wiped from our faces when we're watching fucking Burnley every week on Match of the Day, which is fair. Uh, everything, uh, John says, everything you can tell, they've never been in this situation, so they don't know how to fight. That's a, they, they looked yeah. bereft of ideas today. And what I mean by that is, when, when you're down there, and you, and you see managers over the years say this, right? This isn't me telling you. This is from watching fucking football for 35 odd years, right? When they're down there, you always see, Managers um, saying we're, we're, we're putting her in, we're working hard, we're scrapping, we're being a bit unlucky. Frank Lampard can't come out and say that after today because they didn't chase, they didn't hurry, they didn't put in tackles. There was one instance at the end, near the end of the game today where Poldens, I think, had the ball on the left side of the midfield. Ever the ball goes up five minutes injury time, whatever it was. Poldens loses control of the ball. 
and Holgate or one of them is coming onto it. And Poland makes a dash, dives on the ground, flicks the ball away, and three Everton players are standing there looking at him, where they should be all over that trying to get it back. And when I looked at Everton today, like Shawnee says, they're not trying. He's bang on. It's not like they're trying and you go, look, he's trying, but they're just not good enough. Anthony uh, Gordon isn't good enough. John Joe Kenny isn't good enough. And they probably aren't anyway. But you turn around and you say, but they're trying. They're putting everything in. They're not. Richarlison is doing little runs for no reason. I've seen Richarlison there running 20 yards to get back to the halfway line. The ball was about 50 yards away from him. He didn't have any need to run back there. But when you look at Leeds, Watford, Burnley, Brentford in particular, they're all scrapping and they're playing to their potential. They're playing with an intensity. They're trying to get the ball. They're trying to defend. They're trying to play in the field. They're trying to attack. They're trying to score goals. Everything to me looked like we just take shots from somewhere. And it just looks very, very weird at Everton. And the big thing for me is, and Keith said it a couple of times in fairness to him, games in hand are a noose around your neck if you're not playing well, right? If Everton lose this game on Tours United Newcastle, I promise you that the absolute panic will set in and football will become secondary to what the fans in that uh, stadium want to talk about and want to shout about. The football will become secondary. I promise you that. Because what will happen is they will literally turn in there and they will decide they will they will decide themselves for the win that they're going down and they're going to spend the next ten games letting the club know about it. And it won't help the side. Keith. Yeah. Did you go down? Well, you said that a couple of weeks ago we'd done the fat back four, I think it was, and we predicted two goes down and I said Everton. And I stick with it because you have all said it, there's no fight in them. They've got a manager in front of them. The last Lampard, couple of games particular, Keith. Oh, scores away it, today at home. Terrible. The players don't have it, right? And Frank Lampard as a manager has done nothing. As a player, Frank Lampard is not used to a dogfight. He played most of his career at Chelsea. You know, when he starts off at West Ham, Frank he Lampard is not used to this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think he went down with them. I think he probably moved at that stage. But <laughs> Reese McCardle says, give it to Giggs to the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But, but the toxicity <laughs> around them, the toxicity around that club is just what's going to kill them. And it's probably for the best. I think they should get relegated, right? They won't agree. Everton fans won't agree. Right? I think they need to get relegated. They will soon the land. They don't delete and start again because this living in Liverpool shadow is killing that club. The fans of that club are eating them from the inside. It's absolute poisonous. I've never seen a bitterness and uh, you know a level of toxicity. We I said it before. West Ham awful shy place. The lockdown absolutely helped them because it kept the fans out and they turned it around. Everton's fan base are killing them. We said all along, Lampard got that job and we said, wait till it turns. Wait till it turns that the own flags about what he gets as he does this. It's turning. He'll be ran out of there. He'll be bleeding lashed out of it. They are an absolute shit show of a club. They need, I think, to go down and regroup. They can put that new stadium in the bin. They can fucking do whatever else they need to do. But this is, I'm being tongue in cheek about it. Relegation will kill them. I think they go down, they won't come back up. They won't come back up because they're in such a mess financially that they will end up in administration. Tough league. Yeah, and they could go they could go worse than something. They they genuinely could. The level of debt that that club is carrying is 
crippling. Even for if they stay in the league, it's crippling. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they gave Rafa two million quid and said, "Here, fix this shit shit show." And he brought in their best player. He brought in the best mm. player they have in the season for one point seven million. For God's sake. I was look. I was just having a quick look at their fixtures, and bar yeah, the game, they've got to rearranged against Watford. I'm poorly. Yeah, I haven't got a clue where they're getting wins from. I genuinely well, can't see it. T- Unless- I, I hope it's Tiernan. I'm saying that right because it's not really it's an A. But Tiernan McVeigh is if they lose towards you the next five games, is West Ham United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester. Yeah, yeah, and every <laughs> single one of those clubs have. Bar Leicester, like everyone is fighting for something yeah. because West Ham are still hoping for top four. United the same. Liverpool are going for the title. Chelsea need to win to keep... The, I think they need to keep Arsenal away from them, to be honest with you, with yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. And Leicester probably aren't the ones that haven't got that much riding on it, but still at the same time. You'd still have players looking to play for moves and yeah. God knows what. Maybe there's a late shot of a Europa League spot. Or conference football, anything they want to stay in Europe as as much as people deride the conference and the Europa League competitions. Leicester will want to be in and around that, and I think Leicester have a few games in hand as well. They could push their way into it. They've more of a chance well, of staying up with Rafa Benitez than Frank Lampard. Oh, 100%. yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I can't get over how a club like Everton in the last, since this new owner has come in and how much he's wasted. And uh, the, I can't, I can't believe it. Because look, let's be honest. Rivalries aside, here, Everton are as big a club as you're going to get in English football. You know, outside of the power two, the power three, which I think are Man United, Liverpool, and Arsenal are the, are the big power players. Everton are in the next bracket below that. You know, as size of club and, and global recognition as a brand. You know. And what Mashiri has done to that club is criminal. It, well, it's, it's not only Mish- it's what Mashiri's done is because you see, without getting too deep into it, Mashiri comes in and keeps Bill Kenwright there. He should yeah. say to Bill Kenwright, "Listen, will you go away?" And I'm bringing in people, but you have nearly a power struggle there, where Bill Kenwright wants to keep the tradition of, of everything and do this and do that and do certain things. Mashiri wants to do it another way, and you have a mixed match of people then that are involved in making decisions at the club, and they're probably pulling against each other. There's not they're not pulling in the one direction. Jurgen Klopp comes into Liverpool and he says, "Yeah, we have a transfer committee. We named it. Don't know what the fuck's going on there, but we'll still have it. But we won't be talking about it anymore." Yeah, and. I want I want um, Julian Brandt. We can't get him. But here's Salah. He's deadly. Oh, fair enough. Okay. That's pulling in the right direction. You know, even when he comes out around the £77 tickets right, and he makes a, a, a stand on it before that Sunderland game, they're still pulling in the wrong, one direction, the club. Because you know why? As much as Klopp gives out about it and it looks like he's against FSG, there's no problem after Because he gives his honest opinion. But what you're finding from everything, it's just loads of weird stuff going on. You know, when they let a manager like Rafa Benitez, who is, you know, when you're replacing with Frank Lampard, like you get what you deserve. But when you when you let him, more or less tell the director of football in, in um, it was Brandt as well, was his name. Yeah, um, yeah, Brandt. Marcel Brandt. Marcel Brandt. You know, when you let Rafa Benitez basically get rid of him, yeah, sell Luca Dean, and then the week later, sack him. You know there's something fucking serious, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we have to fucking go because we're acting the maggot now. They're going uh, down. They're fucking going down. Right, well, Sean, give me down, a bottom down. three at the moment as it is. I mean, this will change one week, week on week. But at the moment, looking at the way things are, games that are there, players 
players, games that have to be played. Right now, what's your go feeling on the bottom three? Everton, Watford, Norwich. Okay, Keith? Yeah, same. Everton are only five points off Norwich on the bottom. They're eight points off Brentford. I don't like to talk about Brentford, as you know, but yeah. they're eight points off Brentford and only you five ahead play, of Norwich. I've seen the playing once. Yeah, I've seen the playing once. Great experience. Yeah, I don't like to speak about it. <laughs> they're eight points off Brentford and five off the bottom. Everton are in serious trouble. They've no fight. They've no balls. Their fixtures are shy. They're in serious, serious trouble. They're right. definitely... It's them plus yeah. two for me. Okay. Um, Kev? Yeah, I'd be the same. Listen, the only thing I wanted to say on this, uh, or not on this, sorry, but probably the best thing I've seen on YouTube this weekend was Joe Wyman did a watch-along for the yes. Norwich game today. Uh, I'd imagine it's been I have to go back and watch it. Now. Is that when, when uh, Gerhard scores? I have to go back and watch it. It's watch, a it watch it from when Norwich score. Right. Watch it from when Norwich score and watch injury time. Yeah, all the way through. Job. Yeah, I love Joe. Uh, I'll tell you what, it will restore your faith in football. Yeah, it I absolutely love Joe because do you know what? He, he wears his He's, heart in a sleeve, right? And oh, he didn't want he, he didn't want Bielsa to go. Um, that but, if, but in fairness to him, he's welcome. He's not one that where he just dies on that hill. He's welcomed in the new guy, and he's just he's just all about supporting Leeds every single weekend. Nothing yeah. gets in the way of that. And it's I'm being honest with you, brilliant. I'm going I'm going over to the UK a couple of times now in the next couple of months, and I'd love to fucking meet up with Joe for a few drinks. Um, because genuinely, he's one like he's uh, what. Joe doesn't drink, so we'd be on the lemonade. We can watch me fucking drink. Like you. Yeah, can watch me drink. You. I'd love to meet up Joe with Joe. Doesn't so we need can that. Joe love, doesn't I, need that. I'd love, I'd love to meet up with Joe so we can watch me drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, honestly. Well, um, pick out that clip, I tell you, it will restore your faith in humanity. Well, I have to be honest with you, I'm nearly, nearly at the point where I want Liz to stay up just for Joe. I'm being yeah. honest with you, he's, he's that nice. Yeah. Um, it's what being a fan is all about, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. it, It's what, yeah. you know, we're lucky yeah. and privileged in a position where we're looking at Liverpool going for titles or always being around trophies. When you support, and look, it's not disrespectful to say Leeds a small club, they've only come back to the Premier League after so many years out. They're getting last-minute winners like that. That's what fandom, that's staying in the Premier League. It's it's everything that you're a fan of these clubs for, and it's great to see. What, no matter what the club, you know, look, I'm sure if Everton done it, their fans would be bleeding delighted with it. You know, every team, whether you're a rival or not, that's what you're in it for. That's what yes. fans are in the game. Madge Apple says there's an edited version out now, um, on now. I presume that's about Joe. He says the poor yeah. fella has COVID. Yeah, has Joe got COVID? Yeah, yeah. yeah he he that's what he gets match. for celebrating getting a tracksuit for his birthday. I, I, I found out <laughs> one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, he celebrated getting a tracksuit. Uh, but anyway, um, Kev, have you given me your bottom three? I would ag- I'd agree with the lads. I can't see Everton getting points. Um, I just can't see it. Okay. Yeah, you know, I think they're in a world of trouble. Okay. And like, like the lads were saying, at least Watford... Leeds today, Brentford, they look like they have a pathway. Burnley have experience, but I think they could be in trouble as well. Yeah. Burnley were actually okay against Brentford yesterday and hit the bar with an unbelievable shot from James um, Jay Rodriguez yesterday before Burnley scored. But but like that, Burnley have got the experience and they look like they've some fight in them. I know they lose yesterday, but they were fighting to the end. Um, I agree with you as well. I think Norwich, Watford and I think Everton are in a world of trouble. And I promise you, if they don't, if they come out of that game with no points on Thursday night, um, Armageddon, Armageddon down at Goodison, I'm telling yeah. you. Uh, anything else before we go, Shani? No, I'll go, Gar. You all, all right? Good. 
Good stuff, good stuff. Keith, would you like... No. Uh, no, no, shut up you for a minute. Kev, anything else before we go? Yeah, LFC women won today 1-0. Uh, scrappy won, apparently, but it, they've kept a seven-point gap at the top of the table, and it look, it's looking good from there. Yeah, so, they're close to promotion, Yeah, Only they're really close. How many games are left? I think there's um, seven, seven or eight seven games or, left. Yeah, so okay. And not seven, many. Seven points clear. But they, I think they've got it because Chris was telling me he's going down to Bristol. Uh, Bristol yeah, they'll, they'll do that because the girl up front, the Irish girl up front, is banging in goals. She's dead. Yeah. Um. So but yeah, they're doing look. well. They're doing well. Real look and listen, we've um we've done some shows on, on the women uh, this season and Chris has another one coming on around the twenty second of March and he has an interview with a player I think coming soon as well. So make sure you check it out because the women's football, if they get into the women's Premier League, it'll all take off. What are you laughing at, Shawnee? You laughing at Ferranza Cheese again? He's a real he's, attention seeker, isn't he? Ah, uh, he's off the bleeding head. <laughs> uh, so, oh my god! Actually, I'll read this one out. He says, "Lads, uh, Tinder for rookies. If you're on the hunt for mots for uh, mots on, fe- go on to Facebook Marketplace and search wedding dresses. There was ser- <laughs> you will see recently divorced, scorned women, and you can even pick my size. Um, so this is just." Scorned women selling their wedding dress. Okay, that's a, that's an unbelievable. Imagine the tactic. deep thought that's got into that's that. An unbe- how how is, <laughs> that is he? Actually, yeah, that's the biggest thing to come out is why is he thinking that? Um, <laughs> but there you go. But then again, if you go onto the marketplace, there could be men selling their, their suits, their possible wedding rings. I don't know. Um, but that is a yeah. The, the biggest question to come out of that is um, why is Veranda is doing that? And um, actually. Why did why did you think of it? Um Keith, anything else before we go other than a rendition of a Elton John song, which by the way his best song is Step Into Christmas. I do like Step Into Christmas. I'm a big Elton fan, I have to say. I do yeah. like and you know, Step Into Christmas is a great one. Daniel is a karaoke favourite of yeah. mine. But uh, he's got some Especially many. if you have Elton a relation is- called Daniel. Yeah, I don't, I just sing it. I just yeah. sing it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I can't even remember what that song is about. It. Daniel's traveling tonight on a plane. Uh, on a plane, yeah, he yeah. said it could be a brother. Yeah, Daniel, yeah. my brother. It seems a bit more that song, than me. Yeah, Nikita is a great one as well. Nikita is a great song. Yeah, yeah. sacrifice. Oh, all the. I'm still yeah. standing. Can't say that for Everton at the moment, but you yeah. know, there's there's so many of them. Yeah. Um. Listen, we we should do karaoke soon, shouldn't we? Because everything's back open yeah. now. Can we do a karaoke night? Karaoke. Can we do a karaoke night, lads? I'm doing this golf. I'm doing this golf day, and I'm ultimately always doing it, and I'm nearly there, right? But I need somewhere where I don't have any like um, responsibilities. Where I just turn up and Shawnee says, "Listen, um, just turn up, have a load of drink, some field, and sing a load of karaoke." Can we do that? Can we make that happen? We can make that happen. Yeah, we can definitely make that happen. Yeah, and we're meeting up next week for a drink, aren't we? Next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are we? Karaoke yeah. At the... we are, yeah. Where? Where? I messaged <laughs> you. Oh, his way, Sean. Oh, his way. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you yeah. see, you're fucking chewing on that tree behind you, Tim, which you can't remember most of the stuff Anyway, that has been the fat back for. Um, that's been Kev, Keith, Shawnee, and Gav. Thanks a million for everyone for watching. There's loads of in there tonight, loads of comments. It's been absolutely amazing. Don't forget, um, our Failicon charity uh, partner, we, I think we'd be over five grand by this time next week, which means we're on the run in to 10. And um, the golf day, 
there's about 40 box left to sponsor. If any individual or group or if you just want to get together in the chat, right, and put money in together and sponsor one of the tea boxes and we can call it the Trippers fucking live chat sponsors this golf hole. It's a hundred euros each. Go and check that out if you can. If you can't, donate. Link is in the description. If you can't donate, go and um, share it amongst your friends and family and we will get to that 10 grand for that charity, which is absolutely um, brilliant to be perfectly honest with you. 274 likes. Eight people unliked it, which... Listen, Kev got awful abuse yesterday along with Chris, so I'm expecting much of the same abuse um, after eight people unliked. That's leaving the Mo's c- agent and seven. That's Mo's agent, yeah. But um, leave, leave a comment after this show in the comments um, as to why you don't like it, because um, Kev and Chris took it well. We embraced this sort of stuff, me, Keith, and, yeah. and Shani, to be perfectly honest with you. That has been the Fatback 4. Um, we will talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Podcast Network.